What's poppin'? This is your boy, Nate Burleson. I'm Real Mike Rob. And this is the R&B Podcast. TD, drop that intro. Never gets old. I be singing like I'm in the shower, dog. It never gets old, Mike. Never gets it will old, never man. go. This is a movie, and um, we will turn this into a weekly show on TV. But as for right now, we are on YouTube. Obviously, you can check us out, iTunes, Stitcher. All this that. is the R&B podcast. And coming up on today's show, um, you know, we have to talk about with a heavy heart uh, the tragedy of Will Smith. Um, it, it's something that transcends football, transcends the sport. We're going to speak about that. We're going to talk about uh, Coach Arians saying that uh, moms are afraid to let kids play football. Uh, Obviously, Mike, me and you feel strongly about that. We'll talk about Johnny Manziel. Um, Word on the street is that he's living with Von Miller or living with Josh Gordon. He's living with somebody in L.A. Um, So we'll talk about that. Hold up, Nate. You're supposed to have a scoop, man. I got you know the school. I mean? I got, to, we don't get, listen, you, Mike, we don't get to that. I know, man. But look, man, you, you ain't even going over the script right. You know I, I'm, I'm going over the script You're not right. going over the script right, Nate. Come on, I'm, man. I'm, I'm just because you, you ain't been in the work, just because you ain't been in the job in a few weeks, okay? You know what I'm saying? Come okay, on, okay, dog. So, you, you're okay, in that wait, basket in the sun. Let, 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 let me handle this since I'm in studio reporting the work. You see what I'm oh. saying? Um, We're going to start off with Will Smith, man, like right now. Right now. Yeah, I had to tell Hold up, hold up, hold up. No, hold up, man. We do that after Will Smith. Let's pay respects to Big Homie, dog. Let's pay respects to Big Homie. A moment of silence. Straight up, shout out to his family, everybody affected uh, by by, by the death of Will Smith and and everything. I mean, it's his kids, his wife. um, This man was a, a, a father, husband, teammate, uncle, um, nephew, grandchild, I mean, you know what yeah. I mean? The list goes on, and it's heavy hearts. I mean, I, he, he was a Big Ten guy, Nate, so, you know, I had many battles against him in college. The guy was always a respectful competitor, tough competitor. We He was he always the guy that had the big sombrero. That's what we call in the meeting room, you know, the guy that we had to we had to block. And then when I got to the National right. Football right. League, same same deal, leader on and off the field, man. Um, we We just couldn't start this show. Without, without talking about that, without, without paying the respect. And Nate, I know you got a lot to say about it too, man. Yeah, no, no, one hundred percent, Mike. I appreciate you um, cutting me off and, and doing that. That's definitely something that um, we had to do, and it, it's tough, man, because you know our, our job is to talk about football and it's to talk about everything current, um, everything positive, and everything negative. Mm-hmm. And when I heard this news, uh, it. It hit me in a place that I didn't want to go. So I can only imagine um, the people that are directly affected. You know, his wife, uh, and reports were that she was shot twice. Um, the kids 
the extended family surrounding him and all the fans that have seen this young man grow into a, a man. I mean, his last post that he put on Instagram was, I'm out enjoying time with my wife. Yeah. And, and, and the last thing that we hear about him is that he's being slain in the streets. And that's exactly what it is. He, he was slain. I, I was trying to figure out how I was going to talk about it, what I was going to say about um, guns and violence. And I, I know it's a hot topic. And I know that some people say, well, you know, guns are necessary. It's a yeah. necessary evil. But I'll say this. I'm not going to tear down people that own guns and own them properly. But I will say this. I heard a comedian say that, um, you know, guns don't kill people. Stupid people with guns kill people. Yeah. And for me, it's two things. It's stupid people and it's um, people that are afraid. And if you combine the, the two of those things, then you have complete ignorance um, and a gun in the hands of somebody that, one, they don't know what to do when they have uh, a dangerous uh, weapon like that in their hand. And then two, they're overcome with so much fear that they make the worst decisions in the pressure moment. So, you know, if you have a gun and you want to properly use it and that gun isn't an extension of your ego, then cool. But if you're leaning on the fact that a piece of metal put in your waistband is any way making you a bigger, better, stronger man or woman, then you need not have a weapon because too many lives are, are taken from us and, and they're taken too soon. Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right, Nate. It's tough, it's tough, Mike. You're absolutely right, man. And I'm, I, and I'm, I'm, I'll say I'm a gun owner. Um, I'm registered, uh, responsible gun owner. And um, literally, man, it's only for protect for protection of the house of my kids. Like, it goes nowhere. And, and I, you, you know, you just understand that you don't even – want to get into a situation as to where you have it on you and you know that like you talk about that ego which all men have to an extent right. um comes right. out in, 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 a, in a tough situation so um again man we just want to send our condolences out from the r&b podcast to the family and everybody affected man um uh let's move on to the next topic td you got a, you got a beat for us brother i got no beat today we're gonna keep it a little bit mellow okay here. okay well you know so it's big shout you know Prayers to his, and thoughts to his family for sure. But I will let the people know as usual, hey, what what they need to do. You know, what they need to do every show, every show, every episode. Well, first of all, you need to be real because you're an R&B podcast and recognize the real, which is yep. we, the Golden State Warriors winning 72 games. <laughs> oh, history. <laughs> history being made. Yeah, that's uh, true. Going for 73 on that's Wednesday. True. That's More true. history being made. So just recognize the real because we all sp- talk about the Bulls 72-10 and 10 season, like the past 16-win season. Obviously, yeah. they weren't able to finish it off, but there's an aura to it. And there's something to be said of being a part of it while it's happening. So I tell you what, I, I tell you what though, TD. To be honest with you, man, it, it is a great feat, man, because all the games and stuff that they play, the the physical toll that they put on their bodies, and the commitment that they have to be to be great for so many on so many nights, man. So many, yeah. so many. You know what I mean? But for me, I'm one of these guys, bro. If you don't win the championship, it's off or not. Hey. I feel you, Mike. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I really do feel that way, man. If, if they weren't – if they don't finish this thing the right way and repeat, if they don't go out the way that they're supposed to, I'm telling you, man, this will be – this will be um in the history books of the, of the Golden State Warriors, man, it definitely wouldn't be in the first chapter. You mm. get what I'm saying? Mm. And, and and they need to recognize that, and I think they do. Just listening to all the yeah. interviews, listening to them, listen to them talk, they realize it. And I think they are. I, I think they are primed to do it, man. 
Yeah, you know, I, I agree with you, Mike. And I, I think we, we have this thought process uh, that you have to win it in order to validate such a great feat because we were active watching the 90s. We were yeah. active watching <laughs> Chicago. Yeah. We've seen them grow. We've seen Michael Jordan grow from this rookie who was, you know, sh shot happy and could do anything to becoming the most complete player on earth. And then willing his team to one of the best seasons we've ever seen. I mean, 72 and 10, 82 games, you lose 10 games. That's and then crazy. they went on to validate it by saying, we're about to dominate the rest of the postseason and bring a championship back to Chicago. So Mike, you hit it on the head. Listen, whether they finish 72 and 10 or 73 and nine, it's all gonna fall on the shoulders of this team, uh, whether they win it all or not. Yes, it's a great feat regardless, but um, it's just like the Patriots when they had Randy Moss. Yeah. Randy had 22 touchdowns or whatever it was. Brady was playing unbelievable. Touchdowns. Yeah. It was a crazy season. I remember being in Vegas watching that game versus the Giants thinking, like, this is it. Like, the, the Patriots are about to do. Nate, you always but, in Vegas, bro. Every every that, story hey, you that, got starts. Was, man, I was that, in Vegas getting out of getting out of the pool. Oh, oh, oh man, I was partying. Man, you that's that hey, wide receiver stuff right there, yeah, man. Yeah, hey, you ain't lying. We like to party. <laughs> hey, but listen, up. I was actually with my wife at that point, and I'm watching the game. It's snowing. I'm like, yo, the Patriots are about to do what the Dolphins did. They're going to go down as one of the best teams ever to do it. And then they lost. And then you think, what happens to that train of thought? Are they still, in your mind, one of the best teams to ever do it? Unfortunately, no. No matter how good the season was. Yeah. So, yeah, if the, if the uh, Golden State Warriors win it all, They'll be stamped as one of the best ever. And then we can have that conversation. Who wins? Bulls or Warriors? So, so or, or some of the best teams of all hold time. Up, hold up, though. Hold up, though. The, 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 you know, we, we, we play football. Let me, let me jump back in football real quick. I got to ask you this. I got to ask you this, Nate. What's up? I've been What's dying up? to ask you this, bro. What's <laughs> up with Johnny, dog? Ooh. What's up with Johnny Manziel, bro? You, you talking about uh, Johnny, Johnny Manziel? Oh, man, you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> Come on, oh. man. What's up with him, bro? First oh, oh, of all, oh. before we get to that, you guys, you guys, you guys completely hijacked uh, what I was trying to set up right there. Oh, my bad. My bad. My bad. Because I usually set up with stuff you need to do that's pop culture related and then, like, stuff we really need to do for the show, which is subscribe. My bad, man. You, hey, man, you know how I we know. How we you know I know. We just roll. We just roll with it. But, yeah, make sure to subscribe on iTunes, comment, leave your rating. We need that love. And tell a friend oh, to yeah. tell a friend. Oh, tell yeah. a friend to tell a friend. There you go. Now, let's oh, talk yeah. a little Johnny. Hey, look, Nate. What's up with him, dog? Like, First of all, if he's trying to get back in the league, talking to TMZ ain't the way to do it. Talking to RB Podcast might be, though. Come on, Nate. What's happening, right. man? Right. Hey, listen, I'm going to try to get Johnny on the show next week because I know Johnny's out in L.A. Actually, uh, two weeks ago when okay. I was in L.A., I went out to a spot called uh, Mr. Nice Guy. It's a little lounge, yeah. uh, great food, great vibe, great ambiance. Um, I walked in there, and I run into Greg Little, the receiver. Yeah. And then I see Josh Gordon, and then I see Johnny. So I'm like, what? I'm like what's up? are you kidding me? I'm like, I'm like what's up, my guys? Yeah. So, you know, we, we kick it back chilling. Uh, they had a little booth. I had a booth. And we actually saw, I forgot to do his name. I don't want to slight him. The light-skinned calf in the Lakers, who was like, Kobe told me to stop dunking like a light-skinned dude. You remember that dude? Oh, I can't remember his yeah, name off the top of my head. Uh, yeah, I don't want to slight him, but yeah. he's a bona fide baller. But anyway, there was a lot of athletes in there, so... Um, I went up to Johnny and, and uh, Josh, and I was like, yo, listen, 
your story is going to be told regardless. You know, when you make mistakes or you do something that people don't agree with, you know, what we do in the media is we're going to talk about it. Um, sometimes guys are going to be brash and harsh. And a lot of it is because of y'all's wrongdoing. But if you guys want a voice, if you guys want to talk and come holler at us, come on a podcast, come on a network, um, we'll let you guys speak. And uh, Josh was like, you know, me and Johnny were just talking. We got something big in the works. Um, we're going to holler at you in a little bit. So, uh, you know, they weren't drunk. They weren't turned up. They weren't in there stumbling and fumbling their words. Nate, you're supposed to they close the deal. There. You're supposed to close ah, the deal, bro. I'm trying, I'm trying to paint the picture because people think that Josh and Johnny out there just going ham. That's not the case. They were casual. They were having a good time um, eating and relaxing. So I'm going to have Johnny come through. I don't know okay. if I can get Josh to come through because, you know, in light of the news recently of Josh yeah. Gordon, he might want to reserve. He, he said he has a story to tell, though. But this is my thing. This is my thing. Okay. What's up? If I'm in, if I'm in Josh's position, I look. I would say this if he was sitting right here, bro. Right, if right, I'm right. in his position, and Nate, let's keep it funky. We both already know the drug policy in the league, okay? Right. First whether, of all, whether whether it's right or wrong, whether it's whether right it's or wrong, right. okay, we already know, especially for what for, for for marijuana and stuff for what he get down and, with, right? And where and where society is headed. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. We already know that. We got guys in legal states and all. We already know that. Yeah. So for him to even get to the point to where he's not in the league right now, to me, is crazy. Okay? Okay, yeah. But, and I'm not saying that he might not have an issue or a problem, a substance abuse problem, whatever the case may be. But if I'm trying to get back in the league, you best believe there will not be a trait, a story, nothing. Okay, let me position myself to act like I'm really talking to you. Okay, right. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> nothing. Okay, I hear you. That's going to happen while I'm not in this league. That's going to make a team think twice, make a general manager think twice, make a general manager's wife think twice about talking about me at the table, at dinner, anything. I don't I, want anything to come across their mind, bro. My, I mean, come on. I, I, I agree with Keep you. Keep it 100. real, man. I agree with you 100%. Now, what I will say is this. If it shows in what the reports were, diluted or traces of marijuana means that Josh could have been in a situation or a place or a location where come on by man. the time he come recognized on, come on come on with them, come the time on with them urban legends dog come on with them urban legends dog let's keep it way. real Nate come on Listen, man Mike, them, them, say, come on dog come Mike, on dog it, it didn't say tested positive for marijuana it said traces are diluted so which means he could have been somewhere where weed was in, he could have been in a club and a guy's guy could have been smoking. He could say, you know what? Is that smoke I smell? Let me get up out of here. He could have been at a house party. He could have been Nate, chilling. Nate, and instead Nate, of Nate, 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 then nobody would pass. Nah, nah. My, my, nobody I would. I, I mean, I'm just I saying stuff happens. My, Nate, keep it real, listen, man. I, I, I know whether I'm in a location where somebody's smoking or somebody's and not smoking. And that's what I'm saying. You're supposed to be aware of your surroundings. You know what time it is, dog. You're trying to get back in the lead. You're a rare I, talent, man. I get that. He's supposed no, my, my, to be in our league, bro. In the beginning, I agree with you. You're right. Now I feel you. I'm just say this. Not everything's just, black and right. There is a gray area in life. No, but no. what you're saying, Mike, is true. You're right. And you know what? Hold on, hold on. What you're saying is true. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you said that because I got to tell our listeners, right? right One of my favorite songs is by this guy by the name of Jonathan McReynolds, right? Okay. And and basically, he's it's a song called No Gray. And it's a spiritual song. But it's basically talking about, man, 
Why do we live in so much gray? Why can't we make decisions and, and make it be black or white? Not obviously race, but make the decisions be black or white, man. That's what's wrong. You can't live on it. You can't think that uh, uh, it, this marijuana may show up in my, in my urine, okay, but then still live the same lifestyle where that stuff going to be around. Nah, Mike, I get it 100%. Like I said, you're right. Oh. If, you, if you're in a position... But you just sound where, like you defend it, man, nah, instead of I'm just not, speaking I'm the truth. Nah, I'm my not defending it. Okay, I'm not defending it. I'm just, saying, I'm just saying what the possibilities are. What I, what I will agree with with you, Mike, is that if you're in a position that Josh Gordon is in, then, Mike, you are 100% right. You shouldn't be in the gray area. That means if, if I'm in a car and I got friends in the back and somebody's about to roll up some weed, then either I'm getting out or they're getting out. If I walk in a club... I walk in a, a house and somebody's smoking weed or if there's cannabis around, then yeah, I need to get out because I don't have the luxury of saying, well, I'm not smoking it. Secondhand smoke shouldn't get me in trouble. So Mike, you're right, 100%. What I'm saying is that because it's diluted or traces, we can't assume that Josh was smoking weed over the last year and he just purposely disregarded the fact that he was on the outs of the NFL and doesn't care about him getting back in. I agree. I I, I agree with that, man. But, my, but Mike, my... you're right, bro. You're right. You, you're right. And, and we both know. we Mike, come on, let's keep it real. We've been there. Yeah, like, that's we, what I'm trying we, to we say. We've been a long time. So that's what I'm trying like, to say to you, bro. I've never, I've never failed a drug test. Have I been around weed? Yes. Have I been around cannabis and marijuana and house parties and clubs in situations where the drugs we that we failed are in the house, or in the place, or in the location? Yes. But I know what I had in my hand, which is the gym that the NFL is. And I don't want to risk this gym for a couple moments of a quick high. There it is. There it is. So when you talk to Josh, why don't you relay this stuff to him, uh, big Listen, homie? We, we've had these conversations. I, okay. I remember when I was in Cleveland and I, I talked to him, um, and I was just like, look, man, I, I've seen them all. Like, I've seen Randy. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen Calvin. Like, I'm looking at you, bro, and you are a phenomenal Beast. wide receiver. Beast. And, he, and he was probably around 20 pounds overweight at that time. And not me assuming. We were at practice one day, and he was like, yeah, man, my knees kind of bothered me because I'm just a little out of shape. Like, you know, the time off that I spent, I, I, I didn't get in the best shape that I could have. I seen Josh recently, a couple weeks ago. And you know, Mike, we dap each other up and we give each other the hug. And it's like, yo, what's up, bro? And you know, I'm, I grab a dude's shoulder like, man, how you feeling? You good? Yeah. Man, Josh is in tremendous shape. I mean, cut, face slim, neck slim, shoulders big, traps, buys. This dude has been busting his ass in LA. I so for me, in this situation, the reports of him possibly not getting back in the league, man, it's frustrating because yeah. I'm looking at this new 2016 Josh. I'm talking about this new and improved JG, Flash Gordon, and he is ready, ready to take that spot back, top five dead or alive. Well, you know what? I, I've always agreed. I mean, when he's on, he's one of the top three or four guys in our league. I feel like the league the, the, the league needs him. The, the league needs that talent. But his issues has, has have never been of physical. His issues have always been the decisions he ha he makes outside of the field. And I just hope yeah. that he surrounds himself 
with the right guys that's not going to even put those distractions around him. Mm. That's what he needs. He needs people that's just not going to even put them around him that's going to say, come on, man, we're going to make sure that you're right. We're going to make sure that you're right. So, that you know, that's it on that, man. We, we still don't have no musical selection, TD. It's the whole the, 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 the whole hey, show hey, like hey, that. Hey, Mike, I, I got, well, some, I got something me, for you right here. Oh, okay, hold on. Uh, 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 uh. Uh-oh, uh-oh. That's that hot stuff right there. Yeah. Hey, look, Nate. Let, hey, can, can I ask you one thing, man? Let, What's let, up? Let, let me ask you one thing. What's up? Uh, Bruce Arians, Arizona Cardinal yeah. um, head coach, says that moms are stopping their sons from playing football, man. I mean, it, you know, and I run a little league. I run a little a spring yeah. football league, and yeah. um, I can't say in uh, certain communities, I can't say in the black community that they are. Um, I mean, kids are signing up; they're playing in the community that I see. Um, but I, I, what you laughing at, man? It's the truth, well, man. So you, I'm so just you saying. saying no, I'm, I'm not just saying they're not playing football, but I'm just saying. And it leads to a bigger discussion that I mean, again, our kid, you know, kids in certain areas only see athletics or entertainment as ways to get out. They don't even see yeah. that you could be a doctor or or right. a plumber or whatever, whatever. But anyway, um, I think that uh, the numbers across the United States, yeah, people are, and moms are taking their kids out of football. Uh, what are your thoughts on that, man? Because I have some crazy thoughts on it too. But what are your thoughts on um, our game possibly uh, losing? Um, but, uh, you know our future, because moms you know, are putting their kids in football. It's it, it's 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 an epidemic, and, and it's get, it's getting bigger and bigger. You know, right now, you know, I, my kids play uh, football, and excuse me for a Man, second. Tell them you're working. Tell them you're working, bro. Hey, I'm working right now. I gotta go. There you go. There you <laughs> hey, go. Uh, now listen. Um, you know, kids these days are, you know, th- their parents are so concerned with the injuries to their body and also the head injuries, the concussions, uh, the, the CTE, all these different things that, uh, you know, parents haven't directly been affected by, but they watch and read and, and see these, these kind of bad examples of what football can do to you. So they're pulling their kids out at a young age. The only thing that frustrates me about that is you can't expect a kid who hasn't played football on a, organizational level, uh, a, a certain skill set level uh, from a, a student perspective, being able to learn the game and then put them in high school and expect them to be as caught up as everybody else. You look at parents who want their kids to be in tennis or soccer or baseball, prime example. Um, and, and yes, these sports might not be as violent in nature, but th- these parents say, oh, well, I want my kid to play baseball uh, at the age of five, all the way through, all year round. But and Nate, hold, school, hold up, Nate. Hold up, hold up, Nate. Let me interrupt you right there, though, man. Them sports you just, especially baseball, that's so much of a skill sport that, yeah, you have to develop that skill. Our, our, you know what, dog? And, I, and it goes back to the old saying, bro. Coach told me a long time ago. Our game will, will be, always have been, and will continue to be about pain. How much yeah, can you yeah. give out and how much yeah. can you take? Brute force sometimes wins in football and so yeah. it is different so 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 to my point you, you can't expect a kid automatically to adjust to that in high school if you haven't 
be introduced to that. So when should um, a kid? So when should a Mike, kid be introduced? Mike, I, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying you're a violent guy. I'm not saying that. Oh, you, there you go, man. Now listen, listen, listen. See, then you hear this, man, oh, dog. Mike, oh, yeah, come on, and, man. That's that wide receiver Mike, talking, man. Get in the Mike, trenches. You didn't even let me get my point. No, I don't listen. want to. No. <laughs> listen. <laughs> Have you been in a fight before, Mike? Oh man, um, I'm not proud about it, but yeah. Okay, so I, I would say maybe at a young age you got in a fight. Later in life, you got in a fight for whatever reason. You weren't shocked when you got into that scuffle later in life. That's how football is. You got to get introduced to this sport. So when you get hit in the mouth, you're not shocked and want to walk away from it. I want these parents to allow their kids to feel, like you said, Mike, the pain and feel the energy, the intensity. And to be real, some of the violent nature of what football is. So when they get to middle school, when they get to high school, they're already accustomed to it and they can enjoy it. Because Mike, you know, like I know, we played with guys in high school, even some in college, who weren't built for what the game is really meant to be. That's, That's a fast-paced, very high-intense, painful, violent game. That's true. So That's true. I want kids to get involved from that standpoint. And I get it. Parents are afraid, and they're saying, well, I don't want my kid to get hurt. Cool. But here's the thing. Your kid can get hurt doing anything. Yeah. So if you're going to be a helicopter parent and hover over around every single sport, event, or thing that they do, you're going to always be on edge biting your nails because life is going to bring your child pain. Man. You might as well let him do something he enjoys. You're you, you right, Nate. And and I, 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 I agree with all of that. I'm not going to even repeat it all because um, you said it perfectly. Uh, but also, I take other things away from the game of football, man. Um, to me, it trains CEOs. And uh, I, I say it like that because you know the culture and how disciplined we have to be regimented we have to be on your own um stuff that you have to prove to yourself you have to be self-motivated um yeah. um the, the sacrifices you make moving different places getting cut um you know setting up shop then getting cut again have to look for schools and uh, uh then, the, then, the, then the adversity of the uh, of the women and the clubs and this everything right yeah, yeah. it really teaches you how to deal with adversity yeah. It really, oh, yeah. really teaches you how to manage, right? And the the the, the issues are that more oftentimes than not, as football players, we don't take the X's and O's and translate them into everyday life uh, 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 vocabulary so that we understand it, so that we can succeed in life. Yeah. A lot of times our scope isn't isn't that big. We're always talking about, oh man, I gotta be ready for for the next season. I gotta be I gotta be good in football. I gotta be good in football. I gotta be good in football, right? When for real, football is training us to be successful in life, right? If only we can just make the correlation. A lot of us can't always make the correlation. You see what I'm saying? And so from yeah. that aspect, I feel like football has been wonderful. It's been awesome, especially if you play it the right way. And I always tell people when I was in Seattle, especially when I really started getting into my mode at fullback and really I'm talking about every single time I'm in the game, it's a head collision, right? Um, I really started learning – from um from from rugby players about leverage um about having 12 cleats in the ground and most of the time if you have your 12 cleats in the ground and you have a base um a lot of times your head and your body is not um absorbing the hit it's the ground that's absorbing and hitting once i understood all of that and understood how to take care of my body i was able to tell the trainers hey look watch out for certain hits i already know i'm weak right. here I, watch right. out for this and they right. already knew um i thank god for guys like sam ramsden who 
Sam's the man. Maybe Sam, Sam out there, um, and, and yeah. Donald and all those guys in the crew. Yeah, Donald out, and, out in Seattle yeah. because they would yeah, literally, Reggie, yeah, Reggie, yeah, yeah, they would literally watch me and say, "Look, I saw what just happened." Are you good? You know what I mean? Are you good? Yeah. They would check with me. And we developed yeah. a relationship as to where I knew I could be vulnerable around them. Yeah. They, and that's what a lot of football players, we don't trust a lot of the trainers. You see what I'm saying? I knew I could be vulnerable around them and cry and be like, yeah, man, I can't go back in the game right now. And I'm hurting. You see what I'm saying? As opposed to there were times in my career where it's like, oh, no. Oh, no. I can't even be, I can't even show this around right. this trainer. Right. You right. feel what I'm saying? So and, and that's it. That's it. I, I, I feel like when parents, they, they get the mindset that, one, this is the reason why they don't put their kids in football. There's a couple of reasons. One, I just don't want my kid to get injured. And then two is, well, my kid really isn't that good, so I don't want to put him out there and put him at risk. And what's the point of getting him involved in football if, you know, he's not going to make it to the NFL? It's, it's unrealistic goals, so we're not going to get him involved. And, and I'll say this. Like you said, Mike, the parallels between football and life are so close that once you're done playing the sport at any level, like you have learned something in the sport of football that will carry you through some tough times and will propel you past individuals that aren't built for what life is going to bring you. And, and I, I bring this all around by saying, if you think that your kid isn't good enough to play football, let me tell you this. Maybe his understanding of football one day will allow him to be a manager, a coach, CEO and training, a CEO, CEO. a owner. Yep. Like I know I'm jumping sports, but I got to talk about this while it's on my mind. A couple years ago, there was a, a teacher in the Bay Area. He said, "I don't want Steph Curry coming to my classroom because it's unrealistic. My kids can't be in the NBA. You know, Steph Curry is tall and he can jump high and he can shoot well. A lot of these kids can't do that, so I don't want them to get unrealistic goals." And I wanted to rip that article out of my hands and send it back to the guy. It, it frustrated me because maybe Steph Curry walking in that classroom motivates a kid that wasn't in the basketball to get in the basketball. And that same kid goes on to be a 4.0 student, valedictorian, graduates with honors, goes to college, gets his master's, and then owns a basketball team. The same thing in sports with football. Dude, Some hold of these hold kids might not dude, 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 dude did have a point by saying not every basketball player's dad played in the NBA and had the resources. I'm not saying the whole article was right. That's true. But not everybody that's has Steph Curry's resources. And I ain't mean to interrupt fine. you. I just had that's to make fine, sure. I, I had to get that off my mind. I, I get that. But but if if one kid in the back of the classroom that can't jump, yep. can't shoot, can't do anything, is fascinated by this man that has made it and is making millions on and off the court, one of the biggest athletes that Under Armour's ever signed, mm. potential worth of his contract with Under Armour is upwards in the billions then maybe this kid in the back of the classroom says, I want to get involved in basketball. And maybe that same young kid, instead of paying tickets to watch the future NBA players play, are cutting checks of the guys playing on the court. Same thing with football. Let these kids go out there and play because some of these parents will be surprised just how much you will fall in love with the sport of football once your kid goes out there and enjoys it. I got you, Nate. Hey, uh, TD, let's get another track before we get or no. Our new segment. Or no. Or no. Uh. 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 That's hot right there. Uh. TD, what you got for us this week, big dog? All right. This week on Or No, I want to ask you guys something in the headlines, and you guys tell me if you agree or not. 
I'm going to start off with uh, actually just one. So Kobe Bryant plays his final game in the NBA tomorrow, capping off a big retirement year across sports. We had Peyton Manning retire. We had Lynch retire. Calvin Johnson retire. Charles Woodson retire. So do you guys see any big names in the NFL retiring next season or not? Nah? Uh, I do. I, now, look, I can't, I can't tell you any Ooh. names because it's too early. And – as analysts, we digest information and we, you know, and we form we form opinions. And it's just too early in the process. But what I can tell you is, with all the money guys are making, which I love, with all the education guys are getting about <laughs> safety and all of those types of things, every year I think you're going to see a name or two that surprises you. That's kind of big, where they're stepping away from this game and saying, you know what, financially I'm okay. I have my body, I have my health, I have my wits about me. It's time to move on to the next chapter. Football isn't everything. Yeah, you know, I, I got four guys that come to mind. And not because their skills are in a complete decline. Um, they're not as good as they were in years past. But I would say because of Mike's reasons. They made enough money and they don't want to take a lesser role um, in the future. And it's Frank Gore. Yeah, Frank. Yeah. Um, Andre Johnson. Okay. Uh, Anquan Bolden. Ooh, that's a good one. And uh, Jarrell Revis. Reeve. I was about to say that. Um, now, I, think, I think you're absolutely right about uh, Frank. I'm not, I'm not taking a shot at their skill level because no. with how talented they are, you know, those receivers can go. Uh, Andre Anquan can be a 2 3 for the next. Four or five years. Number one cornerbacks um, get older, Nate. We talked about that. Number yeah. one corners get older, number one receivers get younger. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 you know, Darrell Revis is a prime example of, you know, making them enough money to yeah. relax on the years that you put in. And then Frank Gore, I mean, he, he obviously, Mike, you know, one of the most yeah. consistent backs this league has seen. He's, tired of, getting be- he's tired of getting beat up, man. So, I mean, quite um, frankly, you know, those are the guys that come to mind. But speaking of Kobe, I have to show some love you know i i i got a pair of shoes that i posted on instagram these are the kobe eights these are uh, are a prop guy i'm saying i'm all i'm all all about the props (laughs) so here we go right here see i got the mamba yeezys right there i made these little custom joints with the glowing and dark soul okay forget those all right so next we got another pair of kobe's that I bought a while back. And this is a tribute to the 1996 draft. Mike, can you tell me where Kobe was drafted? Uh, Charlotte. Charlotte Hornets. Can you tell me what pick? Uh, no, 13. 13. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you see that 13 right there? Oh. And this, yeah, yeah. And it got the Adidas in the reflector. Remember, these are the old school Kobe's. You remember yeah. these? Yeah. My, my, my joints. All right, get rid of those. All right. Yeah, you need so to then, send me a pair. Of, hey, look, man, don't hit the pitches in the back, bro. Look, you, you right, your wifey right. going to beat you. My bad. And here's, <laughs> hey, here's, my, here's, my favorite, here's my favorite Kobe's right here. Um, and not because they're the most comfortable or they're the best. I mean, because he's, he's not going to give Nike. you a contract, bro. Okay, so stop, <laughs> stop milking it. All right, just hey, let me see the Kobe. Let me see the, let me see the shoes, man. <laughs> These might be the flyest, most ugliest shoes that any players introduced. But okay, I love. Them. I love. Patch. Who remember these Kobe the Moon Boot joints? Man, them joints is terrible, dog. Man, I know. Take, this is man, when he's take them off the screen. Please. Come on, man. Hey, these are my Take favorite them Kobe's. off the screen, bro. Hey, if you don't know about these. I mean, I know about, about them. them. They look like they look like Mace had them on in the shiny suit video. 
Come on, man. That's, That's it. A, hey, Nate, man, I appreciate you, dog, man. Appreciate you. Hey, hey Mike, I'm back. I'm back next you week, back bro. next week? You back next yeah, week? Yeah. Let's hey, get it, man. And get Johnny in studio. Okay. Right. Hey, look, man. Hey, look. Let me tell you something. Like, ain't nobody listening. Look, you get Johnny in studio, talk, maybe. Talk. You get Johnny in studio, man. Man, then we can go to him talk about a raise or something, man. Talk about getting our own show or something, man. Oh, like you know that. how that right. is, dog. But we gotta get Johnny. Okay. Right, cool. We gotta get Johnny up in here, Thanks. kicking it. All right. We okay. good. Hey, I appreciate that. All right. Boom. Boom. That's it for this week's show, man. Make sure to subscribe and let us know your thoughts and questions on Twitter. I'm oh. at I'm at Real hey. Mike Rob. Got the video coming soon. Oh, yes. Got the recap video coming soon. I'll tell and you. And they got fire. the video. Look, they hey. shot a video without me, guys. Hey, I'm not a rapper, but I can rap. Hey, shout they out shot to the video team. without me. All the guys behind the scenes. Hey, when y'all see this video, it's going to be fire. I can't even. He talking about Mike. We're going to give you a cameo. A we cameo on the R&B video? Where's the R? It's the recap. Where's the, the R? Mike, we're going to do our own R&B video. Oh, no. I, oh, oh. So, basically, what you're saying is, Mike, you ain't on this one. Nah, I said oh, I got... Oh, okay. Gonna, Wait till you get, get back Cole in studio. On the hook. Wait we till gonna, you get back in studio, dog. Nah, we're going to get Keisha Cole yeah. on the hook. Uh-huh. Okay. A, I just want to do my ad-libs. <laughs> Sorry, uh, I'm just the R&B podcast. We out of here. We out.